Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. This week, we're continuing our game of The Watch with the Broadswords. Before we get back to the story, I've got a couple important announcements from the network. And unfortunately, it's not good news. First up, Drew Merzieski, one of the hosts of the Warda podcast, Benjamin Dyerwick from the Dungeon Dome, and a favorite from so many one-shot series, has broken his arm recently. Drew's an actor, and physicality plays a lot into the different parts that he tries to get, and this break cost him a job. On top of that, despite having insurance, he's still stuck with a very large medical bill that's creating a lot of financial problems for him and his family. Heroes, if you enjoy Drew's work the way I do, please consider helping him out. You can head to gofundme.com slash Drew's Elbow and make a donation to help him pay these medical bills. A huge thanks to all the heroes who have donated already. The other bit of bad news is that Casey Tony, who you know as Tech Wizard and the editor from Neo Scum and Campaign, was laid off from his job recently. Hopefully this is just a temporary thing. But in the meantime, a financial cushion is always helpful. If you want to help Casey out, you can head over to his Ko-Fi page and give him a small tip to let him know you enjoy his work. That'll be at ko-fi.com slash Casey, P as in Peter, O-N-E-Y. And if you want to help create sustainable income for Casey, you can always become a patron of the Neo Scum. A big part of the Neo Scum Patreon goes to paying Casey for his editing work on that show, and it is incredible. You can also help Casey by becoming a patron of the One Shot Network. If we manage to hit our $8,500 goal, we're going to be able to double Casey's workload. And that was originally part of a plan to help Casey move to part-time at his day job. Who knows, if we manage to hit that goal, Casey might be looking for a different kind of work entirely. And I think advancing on the path towards your dream job is about the best result you can get from being laid off. If you can't help Drew or Casey monetarily, you can always help them out by spreading the word or sending them well wishes. No matter how folks help, I really appreciate it. And with all of that out of the way, I'll see you in the midroll, heroes. Spoken like a true shiny corporal. Rezzy. The woman is doing her job. That's what I said. I love it. I almost want to make you uh, roll Resist Shadow again, Trega, for not showing any emotion in this moment. But I think you just, it, you feel the sticky touch on your bones of this, of this thing trying to get its way in. And it, like, grosses you out. You, you shudder a bit. Yeah. And I think it's also that I can feel that what it wants me to do is undermine Loette that is making me side with her a bit more now yeah. against Rezzy. And Rezzy, you're just, you're just, it's delicious right now. You're just reveling in it. Cool. Uh, so I will once again venture to say, now we have a clear plan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it seems like Trega and Rezzy are going to try and lead away the majority of the forces while Tekka, Risok, and Loette are going to storm the camp, possibly confront the sorceress, and claim uh, Yelly. We're splitting the party. Yeah. May I try to temporarily relieve the sorceress of the shadow? Uh, so I think the last... I, I don't think the conditions are right. I, I like... You you need safety to do this, mm-hmm. and you do not have that. I do not have it. All right. Take a wait here in safety. We're going to advance on the tent quietly. Scope it out, see if we can determine positions within the tent. And I will do my best to rush in and restrain the sorceress, if that is what is necessary. When are Rezi and Trega doing their part? Before, um, before, before that happens, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so we'll go get in position. Mm-hmm. What do you two do? Um, so I think, are we waiting till darkness? Does that help us at all? Or probably not. Probably helps the shadow. Probably helps the yeah. shadow. So we're I doing this high noon kind of. Oh way. yeah. Um, it's high noon. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I think we're looping around the camp to the far side. Um, so that hopefully people come this way uh, and so that it's a straight path to lead them back to the trap that you initiated and on the signal um, maybe like a bird call from over in your direction I will just stand up 
and bang my short my sword on my shield and just just like yell to the shit it's dinner time shadow <laughs> <laughs> you look skinny and hungry come and get it uh please roll provoke someone okay <laughs> it's rolling with luck okay can i i have this rebel rebel when I provoke someone by challenging a person's actions or words, I can roll with valor instead of luck. Can I challenge their... Yeah, you need to directly challenge their actions or words in a way more than saying it's dinner Okay, time. so, sh- like... Call them cows. Yeah, exactly. Shadow, yeah. you think you're so strong, but you just eat the weak at the edges. You've never tried to eat a meal like this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, I think the shadow-touched men, like, look up at this. You've challenged... Do I recognize more than one of them, since there so many of them are of our clan? Yeah, you've seen them Can before. Can I call them out by name? Oh, yes, please! <laughs> I'm sorry that you are now going to have to just call out a bunch of names, uh, but here is the NPC name okay. list. Olu, you were always a coward. Always took the easiest path. Doesn't look like anything's changed. Milik. Looks like your taste in company hasn't improved any since switching sides. Lattie. I saw you try and stab that dagger in my back. Come let me return the favor. Yeah, so you call them out. People who are shadow-touched are not what they once were, but I feel like they have the same uh, vulnerabilities, the same emotional vulnerabilities. This is like fragile masculinity. Uh, (laughs) So like when you call out to them in that way, particularly uh, those who were in your clan are affected by it. So roll your valor. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) Double sixes, so 14. Okay, uh, boy. Yeah, they absolutely behave exactly the way you want them to. And all of the shadow-touched men, even though it is not uh, within (laughs) their best interest to behave this way, all 14 of them follow you. That includes Olu, Melek, and Lati. Excuse me. That includes Epi Epi. and Drono uh, as well. So... Come and get it, boy. There is, yeah, a huge, a huge, like, stampede of people that follows after you. Um, and you and <laughs> Rezzy... Book it! <laughs> yeah. You are running because, like, you know, you are vastly outnumbered. You need a tactical advantage. Um, and one has been, uh, you know, assured to you by Loette. Loette has given you, like, the lay of the land, um... And you might not be able to hold out that long. This might be the sort of thing where you're expecting Rizok, uh, Tekka, and Loed to smash and grab, uh, get uh, get Yelly out of there uh, so that you can maybe, you know, take advantage of the situation and, and f- either finish off these shadow folk or uh, just escape. Um, so, let's see. I need to look at this. Provoke someone on 10 plus. Yeah, you get the reaction you were hoping for. Great. Cool. Uh, (laughs) So we now have uh, a mostly empty camp. I think the sorceress uh, at like that large interruption, like a delicate hand peels aside the curtain um, and she looks out and, you know, it looks, she looks like a marble statue. Her hair uh, looks like uh, marble covered in gold filigree. Um, and everything about her movements are beautiful and graceful. It seems like at any given minute, if you were to take a picture of it, it would be as though it were a pose. Um, all the gestures are grand. Um, she looks through, she smiles. And like, even though it's far away, like you can feel that smile. Uh, it makes you feel small. Uh, and, uh, the curtain closes as she recedes back inside the tent. What do you do? Corporal, what do we do? Mm-hmm. Can we set fire to the tent? I've got arrows. I can 
get a fire started. I just need 30 seconds. Do we think we have the time? I'm, I hear that clanging. <laughs> I think are there torches. Are there fires in this camp? Do they do eat they food? Eat? Yeah. They like, do eat food. Yeah, they, they do, do eat. They yeah. eat, so they, they probably have at least one small fire. That's definitely true. Okay. Um, what's this? Follow me. Oh, although they do eat raw meat. <laughs> they still build fires. <laughs> but I Even if it's just these, a smoldering fire, there's, mm-hmm. they're, I'm sure there's something. Um, I don't eat much. And seeing the curtain close, we start to sneak. You're staying in the woods. Um, and we, we sneak over to a fire and I have you light like two er, two or three, however many you feel necessary. Um, no more than three. I've got a good shot. Excellent. <laughs> and I say, now I want you to position yourself directly between Tekka and the tent. And as soon as the door opens, if you have sight on this woman, shoot her. I don't care if you miss, if you hit her or the tent, all's good. Uh, So make sure that you're positioned and Loette continues to softly creep towards the tent. And as she approaches, she pinches just the last part of the fabric so that nothing can notice it, moves backwards, and whips it open. Okay, and on that cue, I fire... Two yep. shots. Do I roll? You rely on your training in this moment. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> we have camaraderie. We do. So uh, you can also need a hand in this situation. Mm. So this is when you need a hand with a roll you've just made. So first things first. Please roll. Rely on your training. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, no. What did you get? That's a three. Okay, so there's oh. nothing that... No, no, that's a two. It's a minus one. So yeah. there's nothing that we can do to this roll that is going to make it work out. Um, so... Where do the arrows go? <laughs> what is on fire? <laughs> the arrows land at your feet, mm. and they attract the attention of the sorceress. I imagine that the curtain attracted her attention to begin with. Yeah. Um... um are there any other impacts, or can I continue the action? So this not working out has definitely affected your action, but what do you want to do? I want to draw my sword with one hand and reach over with the other and grab the two arrows and wield them as a secondary weapon. Okay. Um, so, like, the arrows land at your feet. You curse, because yep. uh, it did not work out. The way that you expected. And then you are confronted with the sorceress. Mm -hmm. She stands in front of you. And everything about the way she looks makes you uncomfortable. It makes you feel bad about how you look. Uh, It makes you feel desirous in certain ways. Um, And she's otherworldly. It, it, it's, it's that uh, cosmic horror confronting you. Uh, just like a creature like that should not be a creature. It should only be a piece of art. Um, and she goes, what do we have here? Can I also see Yelly? Um, yeah, you do see Yelly. Yelly is bound up on like uh, one of those X-shaped crosses. Oof. Yeah. Does she look well or no. not? <laughs> 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 torture. Is she cut up? Is she, she just looks bound like she's and tired? Or been, yeah, she, so it's not a comfortable thing to be tied on for a long Obviously. period of time. She has definitely been tied on there for a long period of time. So she looks exhausted. Um, I, I, She doesn't look like she's on the edge of death, uh, but she's definitely not conscious either. Okay. Um, I think that Seeing this visage and seeing Yelly past her is a sobering effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and feeling those feelings of inadequacy, being in the presence of a visage that beautiful and dangerous, also makes Loette angry. Yeah. It's she's been fighting feelings of inadequacy. And this is just yet another tower on top of her already climbing 
her, her, her mounting anxieties. I am going to give you the option of letting the shadow in. Oh. When you let the shadow in, you gain hidden knowledge or insights. Uh, so this is a moment where you're also kind of resisting the shadow. Uh, I can make the next move you make against this sorceress more powerful, but it comes with a risk. Yeah, I know. Would I, would letting the shadow in make me immediately a follower of the shadow? No, 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 no. Letting, letting the shadow in is the first step on a path that could lead to shadow corruption. Uh, like Trega and Rezi are already kind of dealing with this. Uh, and it's not like this door is closed to you and once you open it, it will always be open. It's just right now you have feelings of, ina- of inadequacy. There is toxicity generally in the air. And just being a person, being alive, you can't fully divorce yourself from that toxicity. Um, but if you lean too heavily into it, it's going to affect you permanently. What is, what kind of moves would it take to push it back out? Uh, just for it's gonna sake. It's going to take, uh, like, it's the opposite of patriarchal stuff. It is like caring for yourself. Uh, it is like treating yourself well. Um, mm. oh, the okay. things that would, the things that would push back that toxicity normally, uh, in, in real life. Um, but letting the shadow in, uh, basically on a 10 plus, you are going to get something very clear and distinct out of it. On seven to nine, uh, it's going to give you jaded or weary. And on a miss, you don't want to miss. Oh, wow. That's stressful. Um, so yeah, this is putting you in a rough spot, uh, because as it is now, you are going to be relying on your training. Cause you, oh, th- that, that is the move that's in front of you. That's not good. It's not good. Right. Oh, so my, if I don't let the shadow in, I'm at a negative one. No, if you don't let the shadow in, the the only move that I really see for you is rely on your training, unless you have something else on your sheet. I'm going to let the shadow in. Okay. Yeah. Roll let the shadow in. That's a, That's a miss. <gasps> what is... At am I adding anything to it? Uh, no, you're adding the number of jaded moves that you have, and you have adding? zero. Yeah. Oh. You have no jaded moves that you've unlocked. So you're going to mark two jaded. There's no plus anything. No, this is a bad thing. <laughs> I'm, I marked jaded? Yep. So what is going to happen? I am marking two jaded boxes. I'm marking two? Yes. Jesus Christ. I need you to roll uh, and add your jaded to this roll. This is a vicious, brutal attack that you are unleashing against this sorceress. Great. Six, seven, eight. Eight. Okay. Um, so this is relying on your training. Um, Do I subtract my training? It's a- no, you don't subtract your training because you're using jaded at this moment. You've let the shadow in. Got it. Um, okay. So this figure stands in front of you. Uh, you dash to pick up the arrows. You hold your sword in front of you. She looks at you and goes, pathetic. Uh, and it fills you with rage. You can see on her face the sneering disrespect that you've had to put up with from your comrades throughout this entire affair. The same sneering disrespect they gave you after one of your lovers died in your arms. No one respects you. No one thinks you can do this. You're going to make an example of this one. You attack. What is it like? Uh, The first move is a slashing move at her perfect abdomen from shoulder to hip. Mm -hmm. And then the second move that she makes almost like slash slash she's going to take the arrows in her hand she's grabbed them by the feathers she's going to jab the burning tips of the arrows into the mouth of the sorceress okay cool cool so 
The sorceress's flesh is hard like stone. Mm -hmm. Um, The slash merely cuts her clothing. Um, And like, even even in this moment where I I think, God, so we all know in video games uh, that when characters get hit, they make those effort noises. And in the worst video games, it is like a very sexual sounding effort noise. I think that's what's happening in this moment. (laughs) (laughs) Everything about this creature is like mocking you with like the most toxic aspects of feminine sexuality like this is so male gazy so i want like i want the glancing blow with the cross strike just be like oh and then (laughs) and then i'll just i'll take the arrows and be like i want to say something cool i want to say choke on your own ashes and just cram them in her mouth yeah as uh, hard as i can like you do you do as she speaks uh and she bites it off (sighs) chews it and like beautiful like fiery ashes drip from her mouth as she advances towards you but of course the fighting doesn't stop there you're aggressive you smash at her arm and it blows it to the side but she keeps advancing on you she doesn't stop not even for a second uh, she places a hand on your cheek. Your, uh, I think you, you blush, like heat rises to your face, uh, and tears, uh, tease at your eyes. You hate everything about the way this touch feels. It's nothing like the intimate touches that, that you shared with Tordek. Uh, and like that is top of your mind as she's looming in on you. She's taking something that you, uh, find peace and joy in, and she is making it perverse and horrible. She's leaning into you further. Uh, You kick at her, sending her stumbling back, and then just unleash a flurry of blows. Can I make a suggestion? Oh, please. Uh, I think that instead of the fury of blows, because at this point it's pretty obvious that the sword isn't doing very much, Mm -hmm. I think in that shock and blush moment, the sword drops and the anger kind of rushes back in and she grabs and twists or tries to grab and twist the sorceress's arm to pull her into like a full Nelson. Okay. To secure her in hopes that Tekka can perform her move. Okay. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You decide to like, okay, the sword isn't working in this moment. I need to, I need to have power over this thing. I need to stop it because like, even though you're doing a tactical thing, your, your, your thoughts are not healthy right now. Um, so you grab her and restrain her. And the thing is, it's easy to hold her down. Oh. And like, you're prepared as though you're going to struggle against an animal. Uh, I think you've freed an animal from a trap before, like, or you've tried to touch Oliver's feet even once. He'll <laughs> struggle. So, so like, so you prepared for a fight like that and it doesn't happen, but, uh, she lets out a wailing moan, uh, and it's so horrible, but you've got her. You've got yeah. her restrained. And it's time that uh, the rest of the party can rush in and perhaps start uh, the difficult task of freeing Yelly. Who's going to move in first? I think I'm just the closest. Uh, so it definitely makes the most sense. Uh, for my position, because I was kind of uh, positioned between uh, Tekka. Um, it was like Tekka, me, and then Louette was in the tent. Uh, am I able to see kind of the struggle as this... Uh, is occurring yeah yeah my I, like oh yeah it's i think you you were you were running in close, and honestly. like you have like i think you were able to enter the tent like during most of the sword slashing stuff okay. like you can see the arms bouncing away uh and like it gets to a point where you know you're in the tent uh they're in the corner and they've grabbed the sorceress okay perfect um when i kind of see you uh capture her corporal are you are you okay Take Yelly and run. Yes, yes, Corporal. And I'm going to run over and try to cut away with my spear at the, I assume there's like 
rope restraints? Yeah, yeah, okay. definitely uh, tied up with leather restraints for sure. Okay, cuttable restraints it's is cut- what I'm hearing. Very difficult to cut, but cuttable. I've got a sharp spear. <laughs> uh, do I need to roll for that or can I... Can I... Um, I... If that's like a major action... Because um, after that, I would like to just start dragging her, depending on her level of consciousness. I think it's going to need, uh, to do this in any amount of time, I think you need more than one person. Yeah. I will shout for Tekka. Yeah, well, Tekka started running as soon as they saw the struggle. Okay. Um, they shuddered when they heard the sounds that the sorceress it's made. It's otherworldly and musical. And it's horrific. Um, and it's very unlike the spirit sounds. Oh, yeah. And it's it's a cacophony. And it... it oh, yeah. Hearing it in itself. the spirit world is bad. Yeah, it, it digs itself into my skull. And I wince and I, I start trembling a bit. Because um, I'm, I'm still very weary. And this whole situation is awful. Mm-hmm. Um but I run, okay. and I run straight towards the the, the tent. tent. Okay. Uh, as start. soon as you're in my sights, like Tekka, come on, we need to let's let's take her out. Like we need to grab them. Let's go. Um, and with Tekka's help, are we able to undo the restraints? So you are able to open the restraints. Uh, yeah. The... How's uh, how's how's uh, Yelly holding up? So Yelly, like. Is, is clearly unconscious and slumped entirely against this cross. Uh, so not not doing great. And, and they were big, you know? They are so heavy. Okay. Uh, she's, she, she, like, slumps into one of your arms. But the sorceress, even though she's held down, isn't done. Um, I think... Tekka is the one to see. You've you've cut Yelly out, uh, and I think uh, Resok Yelly like falls into you. It hurts. And it hurts against those ribs. Like I'm crumpling into her at the same time. <laughs> Tekka, because you're not blinded by pain, uh, you notice that the straps that you've cut free are moving, and they're moving to try and grab Resok. Uh, what do you do? My initial gut reaction is just to push oh please roll a prevent bloodshed Ooh. and that's using training uh right? that is training that still yeah minus one i'm glad that this is the group <laughs> i'm glad that we didn't spread out that stat at all <laughs> there's just one party that's bad at it and one party that's good at it six Okay, so six. Oh gosh, <laughs> six is a miss. Uh, so here's what's going to happen. Uh, I need you to from the prevent bloodshed list. You're going to choose two results of this, and Rysok, your hand is been wrapped up by these living leather straps. Okay. Uh, we can see over. Over by Loette, who is being held, who is holding this creature uh, that is moving into your hold. Um, uh, with with one of her fingers, she's like twirling it in the air, and that is making this strap curl around Resok's wrist. And it seems to be impossibly long now. Uh, it's curled around your wrist, and it's now slowly drawing you into the cross. Okay. As she's against you, you're strong, but you should be stronger. I think so that the, the, oh, the, thing, bad. <laughs> the thing about how I'm holding her, and I mentioned it earlier, a full Nelson is where you behind someone, you have your arms up mm-hmm. and Clasp over their arms their and you, head. right there. And I think as time goes on with the shadow in my system, I'm pushing harder mm-hmm. and harder mm-hmm. to try to snap this woman's neck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and, like, the moans that accompany that, like, it, this is not a painful moan. Uh, no. It's It's very bad. Um, she goes, I know what you're trying to do, and I can help you do it. Shut your mouth and die. Oh, would that I could. 
Just say the word and I will. Die? For the shadow, anything. Die? <laughs> Are you letting <laughs> the shadow in? Because you can me? kill her. No. You can kill her in this moment. Uh, ah. The shadow wants you to kill her. Oh. I thought she was just offering it up. Yeah, she is. No, and no, no. And if you take that, it's bad. <laughs> um. So I think I, in this moment, I need you to resist the shadow. You are feeling incredibly violent yeah. urges right now. Nailing it. Hell yeah. I would like for you, in this tense crisis point, to flash back. I need to see your eulogy for Tordek. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I know. And take some time to gather yourself. As to it, how it could, like, emotionally relate to this moment? It doesn't have to emotionally relate to this moment. This is just what you said. And like I said, these don't need to be pretty poetic words. Um, the, let's see, eulogy action. Deliver a eulogy is here. When you deliver a, so make a roll. Make make a roll? Yeah. Two, D6, one, D6. Uh, so this is going to be plus, I'm going to say plus three. Eight. So this is based on the camaraderie that, uh, that you had with Tordak. I haven't marked any, but I should have like yeah. one. So this is going to either convert, depending on what you say here, this is either going to convert that three camaraderie that you had with Tordek. Yeah, you had three. You were very close. Uh, it's going to convert that three camaraderie that you had with Tordek into experience or jaded. And based on your Would eulogy... Would it be three jaded or just one? It's up to whatever you say here. Because it's how you're receiving this death. Are you receiving it in a healthy way? that is going to further your experience as a person, or is this pulling you further away from other people and making you jaded? Hey heroes, it's James. Welcome to the mid-roll. We'll get back to fighting the patriarchy in just one second. But first up, I've got a advertisement here for you from Tony Vazinda. And Tony wants me to tell you about brand standing. Brand standing, with a B, is a partnership between the IO Theater's podcast network and Balthazar Games. It's a fake business pitch competition and podcast that releases quarterly seasons with four episodes each. The show was created by Mark Guinea, who also serves as host and announcer, along with Tony Vazinda, who serves as the primary investor slash judge for the show. The rest of the cast is made up from talented performers from the I.O., podcasting, comics, and games community. They might even include a few real business professionals in there. Each episode features a team pitching an early-stage business concept based on prompts that they were given 30 minutes before they hit record. Teams have to respond to questions, concerns, or ideas that the judge and host come up with. It's a cross between Shark Tank and Hello from the Magic Tavern. Head over to brandstanding.show or anywhere fine podcasts are hosted to listen and vote for your favorite brand. A huge thanks to Tony and Brandstanding for sponsoring the show this week. Heroes coming up May 17th through 19th in Los Angeles, I am going to be doing D&D's The Descent event. A massive live stream to help them announce their new storyline. As part of it, some of your favorite role-playing podcasters are going to be there and performing, like me. There's going to be a lot of rad immersive theater stuff, too. If you're in the area, you can actually book tickets to see some of it. Just head to dnd.wizards.com slash dndlive2019 to get more information. Speaking of travel and live appearances, I'm going to be going to London, and I'm planning a meetup for One-Shot Heroes on May 21st. I'm still working out the location, but ideally it'll be somewhere we can hang out, maybe have a drink, and play some games. It'll be part of my honeymoon, and Mel is very generously allowing me to make some time to meet folks that I'm probably not going to get too many chances to see. Be sure to watch my Twitter feed for updates about this event, and I look forward to meeting you all soon. Before we get back to the show, I want to take a quick moment and thank some of our backers on Patreon. John Coxon, thank you so much. East Jones, thank you. Andrew Nielsen, thank you so much. 
Jazz Valen, thank you very much. Maggie Stewart, thank you. Jen, thank you so much. Abigail McGregor, thank you. Niels Kuhlfeldt, thank you so much. Scott Ryder, thank you. The KGB, that is not the letters, or I hope the espionage organization, thank you very much. Jake London, thank you so much. Kuiper, thank you. Adam Crandall, thank you so much. Will Cox, thank you. Emma Catherine, thank you. Jenny Jones, thank you very much. Gabe Obermeyer, thank you. Kevin Roberts, thank you so much. Ryan Lynch, thank you. Jim Wordleman, thank you very much. And Brad Amrine, thank you. Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. You make everything that we do here at the network possible. And with all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show. So Tordic died in a disarming trap. a trap. Yeah. Not because of Shadow, which is no. Shadow helpful in this situation. Shadow had nothing to do with it. It's it's something that if you weren't there, it would have happened anyway. Yeah. So it wasn't a matter of inadequacy on my part. It was still I was still there and I still feel the guilt of not being capable of doing anything. Yeah. And when you deliver a eulogy, you can be sharing a memory about this person. You can be saying your feelings. It's just, you know, how, how you're dealing with this loss and how you deal with it around other people. How old was Tordek? Did we establish that? I think around your age, so like 32. Tordek joins the army the same time I did. We were companions and had the same training and masters and built our skills together and to see them pass doing what we loved and defending this place was a lot the fire crackles Um, the drink that you have in your hand feels warm as you can feel the tears tease at the edges of your eyes it also happens in real life too. Good at that. No, that's that's good. I, and like I think that's what that's what Loette says. Um, you know, I'm not good at it, and they sh- they shift back. So because this wasn't a full success, that is only going to go to either experience or jaded for you. It would have been something for the whole group on a hit. Uh, so now. At this time, I kind of feel like that was a positive thing. And I would advise you to put it in experience, but you can divide it up however you want. Uh, You said experience or jaded? Yeah, experience or jaded, and you can divide it up, like put a couple in experience, a couple in jaded, or all in one or the other. I'm going to put one in jaded and two in experience. Let's cut over to people being chased by 14 monsters. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that we've been practicing our running up until God, this. I'm so good at cardio. Yeah. I love fantasy. <laughs> you can feel the earth shaking beneath your feet as you run because of the gigantic piles of angry meat that are lumbering behind you. Uh there is a primal instinctual part of your brains that is like just sending off prey things even though you are proud warriors uh like you feel like rabbits when there are these large things chasing after you it's the first time that you saw a bear in person it's the same feeling all over again and because i think you had those that experience really young uh it messes with you a lot So, what do you do? You're running from the shadow. You know you have a place that has ample traps uh, that you can use against them, but you are vastly outnumbered. 
and also fierce as fuck. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe not that big a deal. I don't How know. How far away is the the trap at this point? Couldn't be that far. Like be that far. it, it, it okay. you will not be fully winded, especially with the training that okay. you'll be doing. You'll still have the energy to fight. So we can get there. Um, I mean, I think as much as that feeling of being prey is is creeping up, I think there is a giant smile across Trega's face because this has been anticipation and just pent up everything for so long, and finally it's happening, and they don't know what's about to hit them. Um, so I think right, right now I'm just sort of like shooting that grin at Rezzy and uh, keeping my eye open for that trap and, and just trying to get there, keep our lead for as long as possible. How And, I, and like throwing a glance over my shoulder, how close are the nearest pursuers? Um, so I'd say if you were to stop, you know, they'd be upon you in like 10 seconds, which right. is... I am not stopping. A decent amount of time. Uh, yeah. Where... I'm looking for the move sheet. Did I give it to someone? Yeah. Oh, okay. I did give it. I was picking. Um, so I love that you had that moment there. I kind of think weirdly, even though you're running for your lives, make a blow off steam. Okay. I And I think both of you. Because yeah. you're reveling in something that you've been waiting really? for. Yeah. So what is that? What do I roll for? Uh, that? So when you blow off steam, you're rolling plus luck. Okay. Don't have a lot of that, but whatever. Um, so that's a five. That's a five. That's a one. Oh. Okay. You don't like. Yeah, there is this moment of exhilaration, but I, I, I don't think it actually comes to any point. Luckily, there is no drawback okay. for for failing a blow off steam. Um. So yeah. Uh. In uh, a, a minute or two of running, uh, you're moving forward, uh, like you're readying your battle cries. Uh, you come to this area. Uh, Loette said there is a bomb by a ravine that will collapse part of the stable earth into the ravine. So your goals are to lure your attackers mm-hmm. onto the threatened area and take as many of them as possible. Yeah. You have the complications of not wanting Epi to fall and perhaps not wanting Drono to fall, but that's up to you and the situation. Uh, so I want to know how you are furthering these goals. Um, and I will be telling you when you need to roll to accomplish those things. I'm kind of thinking that we may want at this point to split up to mm-hmm. see if you can pull Epi away yeah. and I'll take the rest of them towards the trap yeah that's good uh then i need from resi a rely on your training and i need from trega take point okay so your what do i do for that take point is going to be plus valor great what if i taught you how to make a quick rope trap and like string someone up by their ankle that's super cool um it depends on this role really i yeah. got a 10 Okay, she doesn't need it. I got a 12. Oh, wow. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, after that big fail. <laughs> yeah, you strongly know what you're doing. Okay. On a hit, you do it. That's all it says. So what does it look like? Um, so I think that we've been working together long enough that all it takes is a, a, is like a couple of head movements and, and, and smiles and, and we peel apart um uh when once we've caught sight of the the visual cues that um Loet uh told us to look for we see where the bomb is and I and uh um Rezi is going to go just to the side of it and then like over to try and pull them directly over it and I veer off towards the right trying to bring Ideally, just Epi, but probably the other people that I called out by name. Are oh yeah, they're going after you. Uh, so that's Olumelek and Lati. They are yeah. all after you. So I'm gonna try and pull. I don't want to get too far away from Rezzy. Um, I just want to go far enough away that I think the the radius of this bomb uh, won't be. So I'm gonna be sort of skirting that edge for sure. Okay. I want to be able to hop in and and help Rezzy if uh, a, a big group of them survive this blast and 
and she is over overwhelmed by them. Okay. Um, so sort of like circling so that I can like meet up with, with her at the other end. First things first, uh, I need Resi to roll prevent bloodshed. Um, and this is like messing with, yeah, you're putting yourself in harm's way. So. Yeah, sounds like something she would do. Okay, and what stat do I apply to that? Uh, that's training. So. You can do it. Twelve. Oh yes. <laughs> yes! Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, on a ten, you are going to choose one, uh, which is you are the only one to bleed. You will suffer harm. Insult or offend someone, which I don't think is relevant in this no. situation. Uh, your scene is taking sides playing favorites. That's not really helpful. And the instigator escapes consequences. So no, I think I think really the only thing is you suffer harm. Yeah. Um, but you are not like the majority of them, like really 10 people are fighting you. Yeah. Uh, please describe for me how it is possible that Resi can fight 10 people who are stronger than warrior. Like they're, they're stronger than any normal man um and a bunch of these are from like a warrior clan uh how are you able to do it what does it look like prezi is just reveling in this moment when she actually gets to fight this is what she's this is what this coiled spring has been waiting for for this whole time so when she knows it's the right moment, she turns to face them and her sword is in her hand and she pulls her shield off her back and she has it in her other hand and she just lets out a voracious cry that like resonates through the area around her. And even though she's a big woman, she's still fast. Mm-hmm. And that's what she uses as her to her advantage is that she tries to just move around them and basically just dart around them and distract them more than anything because she knows that she can't even though she wants to take them on head to head her strategy in this moment is more to get small cuts in what are your weapons so she has a sword and shield okay okay so this is a lot of shield action yes i like you are playing this very delicate dance where they will levy heavy blows against you and you are using your shield to give yourself momentum uh, for quick sword strikes. So every time someone comes in to hit you, you take that hit and move back with it and use it to lash out with your sword, like hurting them, dancing circles around them. Uh, They are brutally powerful, but most of their attacks are these lumbering swings. They're not really fighting uh, with any sense of self-preservation, which opens them up to danger. Uh, Like, you are getting really good cuts in, but the majority of what you're doing is positioning them exactly where you want them. The problem with this strategy is, of course, they do get those big lumbering swings on your shields. And though you are loath to admit it, you feel those blows. It hurts. It's bruising right now. I don't think it's uh, anywhere near a danger of breaking bones, but if you were left to do this for an extended period of time, that might be the case. We'll cut over to Traga. Traga, you have uh, four on one, which you would normally consider to be an even match. You are trying to keep one of them alive, though. He doesn't need to be fully in good health, though. I'm not. I'm not an idiot here. Like I know that my brother is. I my brother has been gone for me for a long time, and there is this glimmering hint hope of is... maybe that like, but it's so new. This idea that there would be any hope at all. Um, that there, I think. Um, and I know that my best chance is to kill the others as fast as I can and weaken him to the point where I could actually tie him up. So I'm not delicate. I have a question before I ask a role of you. Yeah. Would you be willing to take a limb to do it? It probably depends at what point in the battle. If I feel like I've already accomplished some of the first goals and that this would then secure... But if it's too early in the battle where everything's in jeopardy... 
So yeah, th this is more a question of you're, you're fighting four opponents at once. I assume the others are disposable to you uh -huh. and can just be killed, even yeah. though it is Olu, Melek, and Lati. Yeah. Um, there is a question, though, of if your brother fights you with skill, which, spoilers, they're definitely going to be fighting you with skill, yeah. you might be confronted with having to permanently disfigure him. Oh, his limb. Yeah. As opposed to my limb. No, yeah. You're not giving up any limbs. This is the only way that I can disable my opponent is yeah. to take a limb from him. Yeah. So my brother, um, we are twins. Mm -hmm. And I was the warrior. I was the one who was desperate to join in the warrior training. And he was a gentler soul. He was a philosopher. A thinker which is not very popular in your clan it's not at all and i may have had some point part in pushing him into taking this path with me um so yeah i think ultimately this this glimmer of hope in my head combined with the warrior's impulse as long if he is able to get back his heart and his head I would take one of his limbs if, if I think that that would, would, would get me closer to saving him. Yeah, I will. This is interesting. Let's cut back to your eulogy. Okay. So this is for Tordek, a person that you respected. Um, you might be angry at them because with their dying breath, they passed command to someone that you don't necessarily respect. But I think, uh, especially in your clan, uh, you value people who died in sacrifice. It's not even died in battle. I think it's a little bit healthier uh, than die in battle. It's dying in sacrifice. And even though this wasn't in the heat of battle, uh, probably a way that you would prefer to go if given the choice, uh, this is a sacrifice that was made, even if it is unfortunate and perhaps shouldn't have been necessary. Uh, I want to ask you, before we start this, do you feel responsible in any way for Tordek's death? It's a good question. I think that Trega, as someone who is several generations older than these other people that she has been traveling with and uh, working alongside, um, She's not the mother bear that uh, Rezi is, but um, there is a degree to which her sometimes disparaging looks are, are those of these are children. Yeah. They should not be here. Yeah. Like, this is my place, but this is not their place. Like, if there was any other way, they should be back doing childish things, thinking that they were valorous and but but working up to the point yeah you think about where you were when you were 30 yeah so i think running a podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think that um yeah i just i don't think that um tordek should have been there and if perhaps my generation had been better at what we were doing then they wouldn't have been there and there's yeah there's also like the sting of guilt right that perhaps there's the chance that your clan unleashed this shadow yeah. or invited oh, yeah, it in absolutely. some way. So with that in mind, you are at the fire. There's a drink in your hand. What do you say in eulogy? And please make your roll first. Okay. Because that might influence whether what you think about it. And I am rolling Valor. Um, so you are rolling your bond with this person, which I think is just one. Okay. So this plus one. This plus one. Um, that's a 10. Awesome. So everyone is going to benefit from this and what you say. Okay. Corporal Tordek, they were competent, they were brave, and they were strong, both on and off the battlefield, and we are less for their loss. There are many ways to die with valor, and Tordek's service to us will not go unremembered. And I think... In this moment, you stare across the fire and you catch eyes with Loette. Uh, 
Boet's eyes are swollen with tears, a little bloodshot, and they're in grim silence. But there is a moment where the two of you see each other. And in that, there is no hatred for this person. There's just connecting over the universal feeling of loss. So with that, everybody in the group is able to add one to their experience or to their jaded. Whichever they prefer. We cut back to the fight. Uh, so we know that you're in your eulogy, you've handled those feelings of loss in a healthy way. Uh, we also know that you're willing to make you're willing to do what is necessary, should it become necessary. I need you to rely. Actually, tell me, do you want to prevent bloodshed or rely on your training? What is the nature of prevent bloodshed again? Prevent bloodshed, uh, even if you roll well, you're going to suffer some harm. Uh, rely on your training, you will accomplish a goal that you have if you succeed in it. Um, preventing bloodshed is... Is that more about my bloodshed? It's preventing harm from happening, uh, which prevent bloodshed is going to be the one where you are most cautious about your brother's safety um, to the detriment of your own. Rely on your training is you are focused on an objective and you will do what is necessary to hit that objective. I'm going to rely on my training because I... It's uh, put your oxone oxygen mask on first. If I, uh, like I have a bond to my brother, yes, but if I am wounded, I can't help Rezzy. Yeah. And Rezzy has been with me for all of this. I think both choices are healthy, but I feel like you chose the one that is most healthy for you. Oh, brutal! Ooh, no! Double one, so that's a three. Folks. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, I'm going to need you to roll suffer great harm. Okay, fun. How do I do that? Uh, so, when you suffer great harm, uh, either by taking a hit that should kill you, or by reaching critical harm, this is the hit that should kill you. Okay. Um. You're going to roll, uh, and it looks like you just roll dice. There's nothing that you add to this. Okay. That's a six. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week. But don't worry. We'll be back next week with the conclusion of The Watch. In the meantime, if you're looking for other great gaming shows, be sure to check out something else from the One Shot Network. Like Neo Scum. Neo Scum is a narrative comedy podcast featuring five Chicago improvisers antagonizing their way through the role-playing classic Shadowrun. It follows a group of misfits and outsiders. Z, an acerbic cyber troublemaker. Pox, the candy junkie klepto from across the pond. Tech Wizard, the public access actor with a petulant thirst for adventure. And Dak Rambo, the nastiest trucker this side of the Robo Mason Dixon. Join the irascible Neoscum crew on a puerile rock and road trip through a weirdo world of tomorrow, doling out street justice to every deeb they encounter, whether they deserve it or not. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. And this week, I'd like to ask our heroes to support legislation to protect transgender troops. As we know, the president has tried to ban transgender service members from serving in our military. To help fight this, Senator Christian Gillibrand and Representative Jackie Spear have introduced measures that will hopefully overturn this ban. This sort of legislation might just be the first step on a long road, but it still needs your support to be successful. Please call your representatives and speak out in favor of S-373 in the Senate and H.R. 1032 in the House of Representatives. And when I call my reps, I use a site called fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. There, you can find summaries for issues like this one, along with contact information for your representatives, and a script to read while you're on the phone to help get your message across. Calling is quick, easy, and it can make a real difference. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. 
If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at gamemaster at oneshotpodcast.com. One Shot is a production of the One Shot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.